Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast, Starseed Soul Stars. What's shifting, everyone? I'm Chelsea. And Rich's blessings, everyone. I'm Riri, and we're so grateful for your presence here today and for your love. Yes, thank you so much for being here, especially if you're new. Welcome. If you like today's episode, we would be so, so grateful if you went ahead and rated us five stars on whichever platform you're listening on. It helps other starseeds like yourself find our podcast and tune into their remembrance. Yes, honey, yes. So before we start, let's just all get grounded. Wherever you are, please sit still, close your eyes, and take a deep breath in for four, and out for five, and allow your aura to be surrounded by light. You are here in a safe and sacred place where you will be accepted with love and belonging. Bet. (laughs) (laughs) The whole time I was breathing, I was trying not to laugh because I kept smelling the cologne. Okay. (laughs) You don't even want to know where we just came from. <laughs> it's but three, it's three, three, three. Can it, I just say? Is it really? Well, welcome. Every moment of today with Riri has just been like our angels are screaming at us, they're, which I love. Yeah, they're definitely around us. So welcome, everybody. We wanted to let you know that we're excited to have you here. In today's episode, we are talking about... So the topic today is empaths. Yes. And we're going to be referencing the Queen of Cups. So a little disclaimer that the topics that we will be speaking on today may create some triggers, but please know you are in a safe space and we are always here to just bring light to every single topic. But before we do get into the topic itself, we are going to pull a little, hear that shake, that's our happiness box. So we always pull a little quote from the box today. So place an intent for yourself. Chelsea's going to pull a little cord for you. And what could it be, darling? What could it be? What could it be? What kind of happiness are we going to expect? So today's quote, every gift from a friend is a wish for your happiness. Mm. Richard Batch. Isn't that the truth? I love that. I love it too. It's a wish for your happiness. I Beautiful. love it. So, so we want to talk about where the heck we just were. A little life update. Sure. So Chelsea was so lovely to invite me to go to a drag brunch this yeah, morning. Yeah, it's called drag me to brunch. Drag me to brunch, Girl, honey. we were dragged. <laughs> we were dragged. <laughs> Over and under, honey. Oh, yeah. What a way to celebrate, like, the the day of Sunday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, lots of sun. We went to church. Somebody's sun. (laughs) Was on us. (laughs) It was amazing. These these ladies were so beautiful and so much fun. Such good vibes. Such good vibes. Like, really, like, these are things that you typically, I guess, would do at night. Yeah. But to have it during the day was something else. And there was food. Um, They had, you know, music. Kind of like a live musical, in a sense. Yeah. But, like, this place was packed. It was awesome. Just, like, yeah. so much just livelihood. Because you watch these people kind of really just, you know, not give a fuck. And just Girl. be weird and crazy and fun. I love and they're so free. That's the word. They're that's so free. Perfect. Yeah. Because, I mean, listen, we, we put makeup on on a daily. Like, we're in drag every day, too. Like, you know, my well, weave. Full my glam? Makeup. When I do full glam? Yeah. Don't even talk to See? me. See? But it was just, just, like, the energy and the splits and the... Just backflips and the cartwheels and the Cracks. somersaults. All of it. The, yeah, splits. Did you say that? No, already? Cracks. Oh. 
Raven was there's some questionable views for her. Yeah, was uh, just... I was just more so curious. Oh no, I mean I looked everywhere, but I just I was like, wow, this is amazing. So it was fun. Thank you for inviting me. Welcome, I loved it. Boo-boo. It was You're great. The perfect vibes for today. <laughs> Thank I love you. you. you love I love you, you too. <gasps> All right. So yeah, let's get into the tarot cards. So I'm just mm-hmm. gonna read um, a little passage here from urbansoultarot.com which i think just represents you know the topic that we're speaking on today pretty perfectly so empaths right we're, we're gonna get into it in a second but really the queen of cups when we talk about the tarot decks we're kind of picking cards from either the major or the minor arcana that we feel like best represents the energy so when i reference these cards i always try to reference them to the original rider weight tarot deck and typically what you'll see depicted on the card is a queen darling, darling. seated on a throne Wait. decorated with shabudic mermaids <laughs> and fish by the water staring at a very ornate cup that has a lid on it darling <laughs> <laughs> Tanya and M, I hope you're appreciating our accent. I hope you're appreciating <laughs> my accent, love. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Queen of Cups bears the most ornate. What does ornate mean? The heck? Can we just just say she's she's bearing the most ornate cup on the deck? Like that's where that. I totally ignored comes from. you when you asked me. I'm yeah, like, that's fine. Google it for me. <laughs> Hers looks like a cup that could be used for religious or realistic or ritualistic ceremonies. The cup could be linked to the Ace of Cups, which makes it symbolic of the entire range of emotions, but specifically empathic emotions, mm. which means channeling the feelings of those around her. Her cup, reminiscent of religious ob- objects, also highlights the intuition of the queen. Mm. She is empathic, sensitive, kind, spiritual, and has a highly honed intuition at her disposal. She is the only member of the Cups court who has a lid on her cup. Mm. The heart of the Queen of Cups is deep, and she keeps her feelings to herself. She literally has a lid on her feelings, and they are the only known to those in her inner circle. Mm. The figures of her throne are shabutic, since she loves children and animals and nurturing people and just part of who she is. She would make a fantastic mother, and her gift is imagination so vivid that she could turn the bathtub into an ocean where one may have vanquished a pirate and saved a mermaid princess. Mighty. (laughs) At her feet, like colored stones, which talk about her collection of memories that are sparkling and animated when seen through the lens of feeling. She's the queen was the closest to the high priestess because of her disposition intuition and her yin nature her gift is that she allows herself to feel and does not block out emotion Mm. she immerses herself in all the emotions that life throws at her and she lives in the moment well that's the podcast for today that's all we needed the explanation thanks you so much for coming have Have a a great day bye Bye. (laughs) love or fear <laughs> Love her. That was actually really great. We picked a, a great card for that yeah. one. So we're talking nice. about empaths, and and really, I feel that most star seeds are empaths. You know, and an empath is really someone who feels more empathy towards 
other people or the most of the average people out there. These people are usually more accurate in recognizing emotions by looking at another person's face. They are also more likely to recognize emotions earlier than other people and rate those emotions as being more intense. For sure. Yeah, so when overwhelmed with stressful emotions, empaths can experience anxiety, panic attacks, depression, fatigue, and may even show physical symptoms such as increased heart rate. Um, I've suffered from fibromyalgia, and I know a lot of people out there, even in our tribe, do suffer from fibromyalgia, and it's interesting, and I mean, we'll get through this, but knowing when I found out I was an empath, it made me realize, ah, like this actually does not have to do with what the doctors have said. It has to do with energy and, and being an empath and feeling so heavy. So, you know, when they talk about anxiety, panic attacks, depression, fatigue, this is all based off the feelings or the energy we feel from others. Right. Um, so have you ever been told you're moody? (laughs) <laughs> Have you ever been told or known as the peacemaker among your friends, amongst your friends and family? Uh, you're not big for loud, busy public spaces. You feel physically ill when someone yells at you or it gets angry with you. Do you find yourself watching TV that has less violence and cruelty? It's unbearable at times. People feel inclined to offload their problems onto you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five stage clinger. <laughs> you have a very strong intuition. You feel super weird around fake people. You're drawn to holistic methods of healing. You've you felt a deep connection with nature and animals, and you need your alone yes. time. So, I love this topic, y'all. Yeah, like I really love it. And the reason being is because this is being an empath and knowing we're an empath explains why we have felt certain ways in our lives. Right. Because, I mean, I'm not sure about you, but when I was younger, I thought, like, I I was depressed all the time. Sick all the time. Right. You know, I, I, I always, the energy vampires always gravitated towards me. Unfortunately, it was mm. mostly formed in men who dated me. Right? Yep. Yeah, amen to that. And every time my best friend always says, you always get the stage five clingers, girl. I'm like, I'm not trying to. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so... You asked me this question, so I guess I'll ask you, okay. and then you can ask me. So when did you know and find out what the word empath was, and that when did you find out you were an empath? Right. Um, I mean, for me, it really goes back to just me honoring my mother as being someone who, you know, bless her, was so spiritual growing up to the sense that, like, she was able to coach me through moments of my life in a spiritual way yeah you know so whereas some people may have grown up and like you said had all these symptoms Mm -hmm. right and had you know no idea maybe what they were related to my mom instead of you know giving me medical advice would link it to that Mm -hmm. if she like i'm sure there were moments where you know she needed to give me medicine but this was like she kind of just knew wow so i remember yeah but I don't know if my mom was, you know, she she grew into spirituality too as I was growing up as well. So it only really kind of started those coaching um, conversations with her, I guess, maybe past my teens. Mm. So I want to say um, like after high school, really, when I started to like get out of a, you know, relationship and start to really just date, um, that's when I started to notice myself getting drained and like 
Whereas I don't think my father, like my father used to make fun of me, like, or not make fun of me, but I guess kind Tease of, you. yeah, like you're always in your, your, your room or blame me. Like this, this is why you don't have friends because you always want to be alone and you don't mm. come and socialize with people. You think that you're better than everyone. You don't want to be around other people. And it's like, really? It's just that the people that he would bring around me were toxic and I couldn't absorb that. Did you believe him when he said that then? Uh, like, yeah. His, did his words? Like- I mean, part of me knew Part of me knew that it was just, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you that it was energy, but part of me knew I just, I revert away from the people just because they're bad people. That's right. what I would have said. Yeah. Um, but, you know, today I would tell you, yeah, it was their darkness right. that I would feel whether I wanted to or not yeah. at such a young age. And my body knew to reject it. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on though, obviously. But yeah, so I think eventually as I started dating people, growing up i would go to my mom for for advice because as though you know she's my mom but she was also my best friend so i'd go to her for those advice and she would tell me she was like chelsea it's because you're an empath yeah so that's the first time i heard the word and i think the emotions that arise from someone finally giving you a title to an emotion you've been feeling for years really just gives you clarity Mm -hmm. and going forward now you can now now there's something to learn about now you can do some research now you can maybe understand how to better utilize this quote-unquote gift that you have yeah and it assisted me because now i could understand what energy actually means okay it's a frequency Mm -hmm. what's happening when you're in these people's auras is because you're so open and you're so in your light you haven't protected that light so now it's for everyone to enjoy exactly and vice versa you are not closed off to anything coming in so you are just Mm -hmm. receiving everything without um fully noticing it so once i understood that it kind of was a catalyst to now me trying to understand how to live with 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 knowing that i'm you know hyper empathic yeah Yeah. i love that oh my gosh what about you so just like a little of like background history. So I am a very highly sensitive person. And sure. growing up, I know my mom used to actually protect me from like seeing accidents or any kind of bad situation because I had nightmares like growth from a ch- from childbirth wow, yeah. and still to this day, like it's a little better now, but the nightmares were so horrific for me that it would actually exhaust me and then create <clears throat> even more like headaches during the day as a child. So I was always sick and I was never well. I was depressed all the time. When I was around other people, I would feel really depleted. So fast forward to when I was 20, I was in a very abusive relationship. So that relationship caused a lot of trauma in my body. And then I got fibromyalgia. And so just like really quickly, in case people don't know, fibromyalgia is a condition that causes pain all over your body. Um, It causes sleep problems, fatigue, and often emotionally and mental distress. And so I didn't even know at that time I had fibromyalgia. I just thought I was in constant pain all the time. I was always going to the hospital. Um, fast forward to finally meeting a doctor who told me what the word fibromyalgia was and mm. put me on medication, which made me feel like super crazy. Like I felt I was high. I couldn't sleep. Like I was, I was like, I just felt I was high. Like yeah. I was just having, so I couldn't take those pills anymore. And I just, I didn't know how to heal it. And I was also in a marriage that was not in alignment to myself. And I was constantly getting fibro attacks my fibro attacks would feel as though someone literally hit me with a truck, ran over me three more times, and I couldn't sleep. I felt like I couldn't even text because my fingers would hurt so much. I couldn't see. I've lost memory. 
because of the fog was so bad. And the reason why I'm saying this, because I know a lot of people out there are suffering from fibromyalgia and sometimes we feel like there is never going to be any kind of healing from it. Um, because it, it's so excruciating and some people have told me, oh, it's all in your head. And then I would get upset because I'm like, how can it be all in my head? Like I feel this pain mm-hmm. and it's, it's a disease or like a disorder, unfortunately, that people can't see because you look okay, but inside you're suffering so much. So fast forward a little bit more, obviously, like, you know, I left the situation that I wasn't aligned in, you know, I, I worked on myself. I did a lot of therapy. That helped a little bit with the fibro tax. Then I started realizing, oh, like when I'm in situations that don't make me feel good, I get fibro tax. So I'm trying to understand where it's coming from. And then I, I don't know, I was like, I think I dated somebody and he asked me, are you an empath? Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the hell is an empath? And this was probably five years ago. So I was like, what is an empath? So I researched the word and I literally almost want to fall to the ground because I'm like, wait uh-huh. a minute. Like this describes me to the T. You know, I always was told I was the life of the party and I always had to be the person that made everybody laugh. And I went out and made sure I engaged with everybody and everybody would gravitate towards my light. But then when I would go home, I would get fibro attacks and I would be out for like two weeks because I couldn't walk. And then I met other people and I started realizing, ah, I am a highly sensitive person. I'm an empath. So the reason why I wanted to say this was all the people who are suffering from fibromyalgia, I just want to let you know, I've actually healed my fibromyalgia. Like I don't get attacks anymore. Like even presently, like before you couldn't even touch my skin. It felt like someone was putting razor blades on my skin. Oh my goodness. I couldn't get a massage. It felt like someone was putting sandpaper on my oh skin. Oh my goodness. And poor thing. I healed it. Like I took time off like a, a while ago for a year and a half. I went to a naturopath. I learned to heal my trauma. Like I did everything from, you know, we had said like life visioning classes. Like I did my blame and shame story, put it away. I, I forgave. I did my, you know, worked on my inner child. Wow. All of that I needed to do because what I was doing was I was holding on to so much pain that my right. body was so tense that anything extra that would come onto me, it would just it would just attack me. And that's why I would have all these attacks. Because you're not releasing anything. So it's trying to protect you from having to release more. Exactly. So it was just, it wouldn't stop. And now I know when I'm in an environment like today, we had a situation where one of the performers were bringing a lot of dark energy. I had to just look down and I'm like, I'm protected. I'm protected. I, reject I don't accept this, this energy. Yeah, I don't, I don't claim it. it. This I is don't not claim mine it. to hold. And I started feeling sick. Yeah, me too. And I and I thought, oh my gosh, like, am I going to allow myself to sit through this? Like, how do I deal with the situation when we're in an environment we can't it's really just, get up and leave? I like, I like that you bring this up yeah. because it's a great, you know explanation of what we're going to speak on later because like or a great example of like what do you do as an empath when you need to protect your energy in certain situations because that's what we ended up kind of having to do girl we were just to give a little bit of context like just yeah each performer kind of starts off with something something Mm -hmm. um and this performer came out secondly just kind of dressing up all in like witchcraft Mm -hmm. um outfits and (laughs) and and kind of like literally like let's not sugarcoat it placing a curse on us basically like a spell yeah it was really bad (laughs) and and at one point i think she looked at like my um uh, my my necklace that has the um anyways it's just like i'm I, i obviously can like give you the vibes that i'm spiritual yeah 
And so I was just kind of Xing it. I was like, no, I'm not. And we both looked at each other. Yeah. I was I was going to text you and actually text you and, and say, I do not accept this. And I, I did. I was saying it I was loud. sending return, it to you. I was like, return to sender. No. Return to I was sender. I kept yelling, no, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. And so, I mean... Holding on to my bracelet that has all the And I mean, this sounds a little dramatic. Like if you... Or like, you know, we sound like we're being dramatic right now. And I I get it. But I didn't want a fibro attack. Like I just... I cannot take that kind of energy. So you were talking about how do we kind of protect ourselves. So I think you pulled something up. But when I was... A few years ago when I found out about Empaths, I got um, the Empaths Survivor Guide, Life Strategies of Sensitive People, Dr. Judith. And I think... um, yeah, so I got a book about that, and I really tried to. Actually, I think I've given it to even my niece because it's such a great little workbook to have. Yeah. Um, so she talks about how to thrive as an empath. Yes. Right. So we talk about like plenty of alone time to recharge, routine nature, like going into ther- nature therapy, boundaries. Boundaries would be like the biggest part I think helping yourself as an empath because, let's say you want to go to a party. And the people who are inviting you, you no longer feel energetically connected to. Mm-hmm. It's really and let's say it's your family. <laughs> it's really hard to say no to some family gatherings. But if you love yourself so much, like I've actually learned to say, I'm really sorry, but energetically, I cannot be there. Right. You know, so you got to like learn to know, like if you're low vibes that day, you shouldn't be around anybody else that's low vibes. It's just going to bring you down even more. Right. So it's just it's just knowing that's what you need to do. Um, and then daily mindfulness practices and peace, quiet from loud noises. Like, do you have a few that you? Yeah. I mean, I'm even just starting to think now, like going yeah. back when I was younger, um, because maybe even just listening at this point, you're still not sure what an empath means or if you are one. So for me, I like, I, I really was sensitive to just a lot of things, even like not things that weren't energy. Yeah. So for me, like I've been vegan for the last uh, 12 years now. And it's interesting because I couldn't eat meat and I couldn't eat dairy. And as the years went on, I didn't even know what, you know, being plant-based men or if there was a title for what kind of, I guess, diet I was really consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but like looking back now with as much knowledge as I now have um, in my later years of life, I was eating animals and that to me was eating energy in the sense, right? Like however that animal died, yeah. now that energy is being transferred to you. That's how I truly, truly feel whether, you know, you resonate with that or not. But there's no other reason. Like I, this is going to sound dramatic, but I genuinely did not have a great childhood from many things. But one of the, the things being food, yeah. I would have attacks, kind of how you're saying fibro attacks. Yes. I would have food attacks. I, I'll never forget there was a moment we were all in Niagara Falls, like TMI, but <laughs> we were all in Niagara Falls, family trip, and I was stuck in the bathroom constipated, yeah. literally screaming like, mom, my so much pain. my stomach wants to like explode. I can't. Wow. I was screaming in so much agony. They had to take me to the hospital, um, yeah. <laughs> to stick an enema, Yeah me through a tube like the whole like if you were to like uh, see me in this hospital bed you'd be like what the actual heck is going on it's crazy so young to experience that Mm -hmm. but the doctors you know i i actually went to school for nutrition this kind of was like the catalyst to me feeling passionate about figuring out what was wrong with with me and then helping others figure out um the origin of their discomfort as well so Mm -hmm. led me in my career path everything happens for a reason 
But I remember being in this hospital wondering, like, why can't these doctors help me? Like, it's just like, yeah, here's a Band-Aid. Here's a Band-Aid. Here's a Band-Aid. How many Band-Aids can you give me before we figure out why I need one? Well, you just said something. If the doctors cannot find anything wrong with you and you're still in agony or in pain, this is a spiritual experience that you need to heal on your own. Right. And obviously, it's either like an energetic thing or yeah. some trauma that you have to heal on your own. And that's the first sign right there. Right. And then I ended up learning through nutrition school that yeah. physicians only get seven hours of nutritional teaching in their 12 years of schooling. Stop. Seven that's it? hours. Wow. And this is not to shade physicians. Yeah. Like we need physicians. They Honor. have their place yeah. and they're blessed. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like as a nutritionist, uh, I know my lane. Mm-hmm. And when something is not in my, my my lane, when in doubt, refer out. When in doubt, yeah. refer out. We were, you know, coached that on a broken record to know what what's in our scope. Yeah. And I think the difference is physicians, everything is technically in your scope because there's a Band-Aid for everything. But could someone not just refer me to a naturopath, to a nutritionist to just say like, hey, what we're doing here, yeah. we can help you temporarily, but here is a reference instead of just telling me eat more fiber and exercise. Right. Or here's some meds. Yeah. Like that's just what I would appreciate is for us to have more of that, which is why I like Dr. Judith, because yeah. I'm going to read just a little oh, passage yeah, from Love her um, website. So she says, I'm a physician and an empath in my medical practice over two decades. I specialize in treating highly sensitive people and empaths like myself. Mm. We feel everything, often to an extreme, and have little guard up between ourselves and others. As a result, we often become overwhelmed by excessive stimulation and are prone to exhaustion and sensory overload. Yep. That's a key term. That is a key term. Right? right when you just feel like we there's just have that so much coming yeah. in. Where like that's also why I think I'm not a great multitasker. Yeah. It's because just... I need to focus in. When there's so much coming in, I just rather crash. Right. I can't at once so then she says so just for context what i'm reading here is a very special part of her website which is kind of like we were were mentioning the empath survivor guide so you need to get that need to please if you if any of this is resonating yeah the key to self-care is to quickly recognize the first signs of experiencing sensory overload or when you start absorbing negative or stress from others the sooner you can act to reduce stimulation and center yourself the more balanced and protected you will be. Whenever you start to feel exhausted or overwhelmed, practice the following five protection tips from my book, The Empath's Survivor Guide, to help you regain your balance. So I will just briefly summarize them. But the first one, which I am a huge major advocate for, (laughs) can't stress it enough. Can't. Can't. I really can't. (laughs) I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't. can't. That's exactly. Good I'm picking up what you're putting okay. down. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first one is shielding visualization. Shielding. Mm. So before I read this passage or summary, um, I just want to bring it back to one of my favorite books ever, Kyle Gray. He talks about in his book. I'm pretty sure it's the one, um, Divine Masters. Pretty sure. Don't quote me on it. Don't quote me on a lot of things. Um, but <laughs> never quote us. Never. <laughs> ne- just actually never quote us. <laughs> Um, unless you want to unless you want to uh and then so he was talking about how he you know goes into grocery stores Mm -hmm. and even that you know from someone who does that as a career kind of as a way of life um he needs to just shield before he walks into malls grocery Mm -hmm. stores and 
if that kind of gives you a trigger of like, oh my gosh, like going to a mall or just like, oh, the extra step of having to, it's really not, I promise. Like he, he explains it so beautifully. Cause that's what I got. I was like, oh my God, you got to really tell me that I got to live my life yeah. with this. It's, it's, it seemed like a backpack that yeah. I had to carry, but really it's just like, no, like it's really quick. You close your eyes. You think about light surrounding you. And very quickly, you just kind of, kind of wish protection upon you. Like, I'm just calling in my guides to be like, hey, I want to shield my energy. I want to place an intent here. Mm. The intent being that any energy that is not mine to absorb or mine to hold, I wish to not hold it. Thank yes. you. And then now that's set because mm. if... That's listen, all we talk about is energy, frequency. Like That's like, very, very important what you're saying right now because you know what? I don't even do that. I need to start doing that. Before I yeah. leave the house, I need to put a shielding vis- visualization yeah, out. Yeah, and, th- and that's why I say yeah. like try not to think about it as so like daunting to have to Just do. Just a quick little. It's really quick. And, it's, and if anything, I think we should be doing that no matter if you're spiritual or not. Just yeah. because it sets your day up in the way that you want to have your day. Amazing. Right? I love so Because again, energy is whether you can see it or not. So just that quick shift shift whether it's a second or five or ten is shifting the vibration at which you are operating in as well so it's kind of like a double whammy in my Mm. opinion so she says shielding is a quick way to protect yourself many empaths and sensitive people rely on it to block out toxic energy while allowing the free flow of positivity call on it regularly the minute you're uncomfortable with a person place or situation which we are just talking about put up your Put up your shield. Like, think about it, um, the Avengers or, you know, yeah. the Eternals. Like, like you have your arm up and then, boom, a shield pops out, girl. Right. Don't step to me, mm-hmm. okay? Use unless it. Unless I call for you. Unless I call. Beep, beep, beep if you want to reach me. <laughs> Use it in a train station mm. at a party mm. if you're, you know, talking to an energy vampire. <sighs> Family events. Right? Or in a packed doctor's waiting room. That too. Being by... Um, concerts right so and you can do it just by taking a few deep breaths yes. centering you can visualize she's saying what i just said visualize a beautiful shield of white or pink light completely surrounding your body mm-hmm. extending a few inches beyond it even if you need it to be a little you know heavier protection this shield protects you from anything negative stressful toxic or intrusive like you have to believe that to be yes Within the protection of the shield, feel yourself centered, happy, and energized. The shield blocks out negativity, but at the same time, you can still feel what's positive and loving. And so I actually did this uh, yesterday, yeah. which like I just, I'm, I'm proud of myself for because life can get busy. And I used to be that person who was like, I don't have time, I don't have time. Right. But I fucking made time. Good. Sorry. This is an explicit oh, podcast. It's always is. I fucking made time for it. <laughs> it's always is. It always is. I don't know. It's always is, I said. <laughs> We are Yoda. <laughs> is always is. It's always is. That's what it is when it's, it isn't what it is. It's, it's, it always is. Look, okay. it still is. <laughs> so, so you like, rejected your, you reject your energy yesterday before going into an event. Yeah. I Listen, I think what made it something that I wanted to prioritize anyway, blessfully, was, was COVID. Right. Because you're isolated so much when you know that you're going into an event or a um, surrounding of lots of energy. Yeah. It... it you're you're recognizing it more was pre-covid i was doing these things every other weekend so it's not something that was different that i felt like oh hey maybe you want to you know check yourself real quick take a seat and like protect Mm -hmm. before you um have to then reject you know yeah so i did that so it maybe six minutes it was a meditation actually if you guys want to youtube it all i did was search protection meditation yeah oh no 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 sorry it was a 
remembrance meditation. Can you find it and then we'll, we'll share it? Yeah, so it's going to the- be, I'll, I'll yeah. add it to the description of this podcast. Perfect. So go ahead and check that. Thank you. But you know what's interesting? The reason why I chose remembrance was because in that moment I said to myself, okay, what do I, what, what am I protecting myself from? Yeah. And, and then I said, I'm going to be going into an, an event that I've gone to for years that I am now a different person walking into this event. So there are going to be people there from my past who, you know, knew me when I was a different person, basically, mm. to sum it up. And I don't want to feel that way anymore. I don't want to feel like past Chelsea because she's, yeah. she's died. I've resurrected, yes. you know, like we had a funeral said bye. So <laughs> I didn't want to feel like I got pulled back into their energy mm. to go back to the past. I want to stay in my power in which Chelsea is today. Right. So I felt like a remembrance meditation would help me go back into my soul. Because mm. sometimes you can disconnect too at events and there's so much energy coming in, so many downloads that you kind of lose you. And then yeah. now there's so much to kind of choose in terms of how do I want to feel? Do I want to feel, you know, the guy on my left, the guy in front of me, the right, the back? I just want to feel me. Yes. So if I could have a meditation that brought me back to who I am, it lifts my power higher mm-hmm. so that when maybe, you know, I walk into a event and some of that power is kind of dimmed down just naturally, I have enough to bring it back up. It's kind of like if I was to pour a bottle of water and bring it with me, I'd rather bring two liters or a gallon bottle yeah, just in case I run out. Yeah, be prepared. So I was filling up my tank. Good. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, and, and, I, and I felt called to bring a crystal with me. Yeah. It was a... Um, black onyx onyx yeah and that was helpful and then you know i wore my um yeah i have the this bracelet that's just kind of like the evil eye and then i mean naturally i years ago i felt called to get um the eye of oris tattooed on the back of my neck yeah that's right randomly and i got it within days which again was a calling and then i ended up having a reading a couple days later and the woman doing my reading said to me you know, you might want to get a symbol of protection tattooed on you. Okay. And I said, girl, bet. I just got that done <laughs> two days prior. And I showed it to her and she was like, yeah, there you go. There you go. So I those are a that. couple of things for protection that have helped me. Anything yes. Anything that, that, you, that you feel you want to add? Um, no, because you know what? I'll be honest. Like, I'm not one to do that because okay. you just said life gets, it just gets crazy. Right. And I need to make a point and a habit to do this. So I'm going to start doing that every day you know what i wanted to do Hmm. which is a perfect podcast so stay to the end please trust me so one of my favorite books of all time i consider it my bible is divine masters by kyle gray yeah there is a light protection at the end to Uh. which he does and i'm gonna read it for you i've been wanting to read it on the podcast amazing so we'll so instead of kind of like closing out how we typically do we'll close out with with that today okay perfect i think that's a great idea we really do need it but i do want to talk about so this is really great so this is empaths like you know as an individual Mm -hmm. but then there's situations there's two things i want to talk about now that we know the word empath Yes. A lot of people now use that word and victimize themselves with it. Well, no, I'm an empath. I feel too much. This is the reason why I feel this way. And and then you find all these excuses of why you can't do certain things because you're like, oh, no, no, I'm an empath. So I can't do that. I already know I will suffer. I already know I'm not going to be good enough. And then it becomes like this limiting belief that you've created because you feel so much. Let's turn it around. This is what I've been doing. So maybe it's not, you know, setting an intent, but I'm like, no. 
I hold the power. Just because I'm a highly sensitive person does not mean I will get sick everywhere I go. Like I hold the power. I'm not going to allow these words to take over me. So I guess maybe that's how I have turned it around. I haven't victimized it or I haven't used excuses for it. And, and for me, that's, that's really important, but let's talk about being an empath as a mother. Let's talk about being an empath in a relationship. That's really difficult because when you're a mom or a dad and you're an empath and you feel your child when they're not doing well. Yeah. I can't speak on that, but I can only imagine. I mean, it's hard. Low low key. I mean, it's not the the same, but I do have a dog that I'm immensely connected to animal form. And last night was the first time actually, it's weird you bring this up. My, my brother, I was like trying to just be in the vibe and like be with my, you know, brother and really enjoy where we were at at this event. Um, but I would randomly get these like nudges of my dog. Like, yeah, you felt you, something. You got to go home. Like, yeah. what if something happens? Like, did you plug off your straightener? Yeah. What if the house blows up? Oh my like, God. I've, I never think like that. Yeah. Like, bless. Everything was fine. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't imagine having that be like an actual full human body. It's child so that you difficult because when like I feel so much, like I feel Chelsea too. Like I, I yeah. have to cut cords all the time can i just i don't want to yes. cut but i think that's we were talking about this today that's yeah. why when i know you worry about me yeah i want that for you i just want you to cut it so and that I, you don't have yes. to hold it but that's what i was trying to say earlier okay so, and and this is it like i've learned now right. that it's not my responsibility to worry about other people yes. even if i feel them if i feel them and i know something's going on right I first, of course, I'm going to check. I'm like, are you doing okay? Like, is everything okay over there? But then what I tell myself is that this is not my responsibility. I send love to this person. I send love to myself and I allow and I trust and I have faith of whatever's supposed to happen on our path to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because when I feel someone heavy, like, and I think that's part of my my gift because I think we need to turn around the victimization of the word empath. Being an empath is a gift. Right. We feel so heavily. Like, right. you know, we, we're able to feel others and to give love to others and to understand energy around us. Like, we were talking about this yeah. last episode. We were talking about how beautiful it is to be human and to yes. smell and to feel. Now, turn that into energy. How beautiful is it that... When we leave this planet, yeah, you know, we can say that we really did live. We we live to the fullest because we got to feel exactly. Like, it's crazy. I have chills, but when I was younger, I remember I would write these entries in my uh, journal or diary, I guess, and I would always like read them back and be like, "Damn, that's powerful." Because I would cap it off with some quote that encapsulated everything I wrote. And this one journal entry I, I wrote at the end, I said. Is it a blessing or a curse to feel everything so deeply? And and, and now I is. know that it's a gift. So it is. It's a gift, but to most, we think it's a curse because we don't now, balance it. We yeah. We but we've created this limiting belief of being an empath is torture. Correct. Yeah. It hurts. And look at it another way. Think about how powerful we are. That when we enter a room, we can feel everyone. Like think about it. Then we can have discernment and 
and know who to be around and not to be around. We can decipher like, no, this is not the energy for me. I'm walking out. We can feel if someone's being a, va- a vampire, like an energy vampire. We can feel if someone's in their shadow self. We can feel when someone's in their good self and we love that energy and we eat it up. When we eat something, our body tells us right away that it's not good for us. When we drink something, like these are powerful gifts. Think about it. Preach that. I right? love, thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. That is, that makes me excited to live. It makes you excited because if you turn it around, we victimize it so much. Yes, there are moments where it is difficult to be around other people. Yes, it causes anxiety. But we get to choose if we want to stay in that environment or not. Like today was yeah. a, a perfect example. We right away knew right. our gifts started popping up. We're like, no bueno, something is not right here. And we right away said, no, we do not accept this. We returned to sender and we used our gift. Remember in the last episode, I pointed out two things of like darkness that have come up and me kind of yeah. coming back into me. This yeah. is the third thing to pop up now. Think but, of it. But I think, It's, it's yeah. coming up a lot. And as going Gabe to. said in that yeah. interview we had with, with, with Gabe, if you haven't um, listened to that episode, definitely go check so it out. Good. It's called What is Love? Ugh. And he talks, He's he has a, a very quote, like famous quote of mine that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, famous quote of his that I love <laughs> that I, you know, use often. It says, when there's a time of promotion there's also a time of rejection. Like you feel like yes. you want to push it away. Oh, so they're, they're they're testing, you know, to, to see you're, you're getting promoted. Can you deal with the darkness that's going to naturally be there? I and, Yeah, and I usually fail at that. I won't lie. Okay. Yeah, and, and because it's so strong that I victimize myself and say, this pain is so excruciating that I'm going to now have to put everything else on hold, which right. I've stopped doing. But that was a path that I was not learning the lesson right. and I didn't get past the lesson. And so these little moments that are coming into us right now, because we're speaking on light, we're right. speaking on healing, you know, we're going to be, you know, experiencing certain things that may be difficult. But if we stay grounded in knowing who we are, we, can, we won't allow those entities to come You know what through. I hear you saying? Tell me. Like in summary of everything you just said, because when you started talking, you said, you know, you place an intent. Maybe I don't do that, but this is what I do. Yeah. What, what I think you you do is just take your power back. Yeah. It's just taking all you're your doing. power back. It's just being in the knowing and not victimizing yourself. Like that's like that is what is yeah. important. So right? explain what power means to you. Like when I say take your power back. So imagine like let's put this in a perspective. You're in a situation maybe like today where you're feeling something that you don't want to feel, or there's just energy in the room that you don't want to claim. Yep. And you're taking your power back. What does that look like? I am Riri. I hold power. I am source. I am God. I am in my highest self. Nothing can take me away. I am light. I am love. Return to sender. Remember who the fuck you are. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because if you claim that power, now it has power. Exactly. Sorry, if you claim that energy, now that That, energy has energy has power. Right. But that's the thing. It's like we forget because we get so lost in the feelings. Yes. That's the disconnect I was talking about. I didn't want to go to this event and feel disconnected from me, from my soul, from my power, who Chelsea is. Right? Exactly. Because, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, and there's so much, and there's so much to talk about on this topic because then you feel like, let's say I felt my daughter and she wasn't doing well. And then I got sick from it and I was worried. So then I had to claim my power and then also trust and have faith that she would be okay. I give her the tools. Then we can talk about being in your divine union. Talk about that more. Go, go off. Because I, again, Girl. these are co- topics I probably don't have the best When experience. you marry each other, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you're like, when am I ever going to get a break? Like, 
at one point you're doing well, then you mirror yourself from your partner who's not doing well, then you feel it, then you give it back to him. And I remember reaching out to a couple who is in, I mean, I don't like labels and calling things twin flame or this and that, because I I do feel that we are one soul. This is my opinion, but I feel like we are one soul. It's not a soul split in half. I believe that we have divine counterparts. I believe that there are soulmates, but I don't believe that I'm going to give up my power because someone else is half of me. I believe that we will mirror each other. I believe that that there is a strong connection, but I'm not going to allow someone else to take my power. Would you believe that, because there's a theory that as a star seed, the term came from the fact that we were initially a star cluster. Yeah. And that star cluster broke up in oh, sorry, broke off into little stars. And then eventually that star became a soul. That's an energy now coming to Earth. So eventually it's not that you were split in half of that soul. You were you claim to have an individual experience, an individual soul from a cluster. Yeah. And that cluster was made up of your soul family who you yes. all claim to reconnect with. Soul family. You right. just said it. But it's not that, you know, you broke off into little stars and that one star that you initially claimed as being, you know, the path that you wanted to take was then split in half. I think that you were just, uh, at one point, one big star split in half into individual souls though. Yes, yeah. individual souls because like I think we use that term so strongly. I agree. And then, I agree. And then we like we let go it's, of it's all also power. Kind of, then you, it's easy to be a victim. You become well, a victim. Well, they have so much of He's my energy. half of my soul. Yeah. Like, and I'm sorry. I know people are listening are really I, into again, flames, and this we're is not what, trying to trigger. No, this is my this is my perspective because I am in a union where we mirror each other where. We've known each other for thousands of years. When the first time he met me, he said, I've known you for a thousand years. And I said, I have known you for a thousand years. Like, it's just this deep connection where you know, but then you trigger each other and then you're constantly triggering each other because there's a lesson that needs to be had. And so at one point, I'm like, we have to find a way to survive this. Like, this is not going to... It's not going to be good for us to live this way oh, where you're constantly It's sad that you have to use the word survive, though. But because it gets to a point, listen, if let's say you're going through your dark night of the soul, you finally came out of it, then your partner's going through it, and you're an empath, and you feel it so strongly. <laughs> so it's always this yo-yo. So I knew that this was not the way, so I contacted a couple who was in a twin flame relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm using titles because that's I'm just trying to, to relate with everybody. Summarize. And they told me when you have a foundation of love, it is difficult, but there are ways to deal with these situations. And the way to deal with it is not is not to allow the other person to affect. So you have to cut cords. When that person's going through something, you don't need to take it upon yourself to heal them. Mm-hmm. You have to allow them to go through their own journey because these are we are have both have individual journeys. And sometimes we just have to let it be. We don't have to fix things all the time. And then when you feel a certain energy, you could just say, I feel this energy. I'm sending you love. I'm disconnecting from this energy. And I'm here if you need me. Right. And it's it's a practice. Like I had to do that for everyone I knew because I felt I was getting so sick by worrying about everybody else, you know? And so I realized that, you know, being an empath in a sense, a very like extremely sensitive person, that I was allowing those titles to dictate my life. And I think we all 
tend to do that because we always want to find a reason why things are being, but no, like we really can just learn to sit still, understand what's happening around us. Our bodies are the most beautiful lessons because when they're out of alignment, it's telling us that something needs to be done. Yeah. Think of the word disease. It's really saying dis-ease. Your body is not at ease. It's not at balance. It's not claiming homeostasis. And it's actually kind of beautiful that our bodies can talk to us. It's just a language that we need to learn to understand. We do. And we, and, and, you know, when you start doing, you know, your awakening or your self-love journey, you start to really know who you are, what you can take, what you can't take, you know, even when you surround yourself with your soul family, it just automatically uplifts you because it's the energy that's very loving and non-judgmental. Right. So, you know, try to surround yourself with people who bring that, that energy. Chelsea and I are very good at this. Like I can tell her I'm low vibes today. Like, I don't know if you want to be around me, but I'm letting you know that my energy is not good today. And I am so blessed to have a friend in my life who does that naturally without me having to speak on it. Like, even if I did that, that's fine. But I've had friends in the past where I've had to verbally say like, hey, can you let, can you consider me? Yeah. Can you just consider that where you're at, I may not want that. Yeah. And that's, and that's rough because even I've, I've had, you know, past friendships where I've said it and then it still wasn't considered. Because that's I don't tough. think they knew. Like, I mean, I don't think, you know, when I didn't understand the word empath or know who I was or what, you know, these feelings were, I just didn't want to disappoint anybody. So I would go, even if I wasn't feeling at my highest self Um, but we have to take accountability for our actions and we have to learn to have communication with others. Even if they may not be as open, you can just say, listen, like I'm very sensitive. These are my triggers. So if you're feeling a certain way, like I start asking people all the time, how's your energy today? Yeah. Before I see them. That's yeah. And because I have to protect myself because I am a mom. I have to like, I have to be okay. I have to be healthy and Mm -hmm. I get fibro attacks. So when I'm not, when I'm in an environment that's very negative and someone's trying to, you know, create a very uncomfortable space, they're okay after I go home and I'm dying. I'm sick. I'm throwing up. It's like, it's not a good, it's not a fun place to be. So I have to protect myself. And it's hard too, because we were speaking on this today, hanging out. I'm someone who will make the best out of whatever circumstance I'm in. If I'm at a, um, a bar and I don't like the music, but I'm with friends and I was invited, like, I'm not going to be like, you know, a a downer. I'm not going to ruin the mood. I'm not going to like, be selfish i'm gonna do my best have a best time also just for myself i want to have a good time i want to make the best out of life and where i am whether or not that i resonate with certain um environments as long as they're not like negative like i i I can do my best and i think it's hard when you have people who aren't soul family who don't want to also be that way yeah um because listen i feel like positive energy is contagious but so is negative energy almost tenfold so if there's one person in a room who is um, complaining constantly who's negative constantly Mm -hmm. who does not consider other people in the room if they walk in and they want to dump their trash on you that is going to bring the room down faster than light will lift and so we have to understand like who is meant to be and who's maybe overstaying their welcome and m- maybe when it's time to transition out. And and again, like you said, like find soul family. Like I never yeah. have to worry about that with you. And I no. think that's so refreshing. Same. So light and refreshing. And I would never question you either if you did come to me and say, hey, like this is how I, 
you know, this is yeah. how I am today. And and listen, it's okay to be low vibes. Like we all go, right. like life is up and down. But it's, it's, it's a matter of... It's just recognizing and understanding. Like I know Chelsea's extremely busy. So if she can't handle low vibes, like I want to let her know because she has clients that like, you know... Who who require like or what's that word like they need not need her but they they invest in you know right so right. it just so for me it's like I'm mindful that my energy is not the best and people always say this about me my best friend always says when Riri is not in a good vibes the entire room feels it yes like and it sucks because it's like I have this responsibility now like it's it's really but crappy I, but good for you for yeah. being so mature <laughs> to take that criticism because I've, I've had friends who can't take that criticism oh, and no. then they just want to surrender to being a victim well I'm just I can't be like I, I had a friend once tell me I just can't be 100 all the time well yeah that's fine but and that, but, the but thing maybe is, can consider that people don't want to be around you when you're not but there's there's the opposite of that then I so for example let's say I'm not at 100. Maybe I'm at 50%. But the people around me, they accept, expect 100 because they feel good around me when I'm 100. I'm 50%. But what she was saying was when I'm not doing well, no one's doing well because I'm the light, like I'm like the life of the party. And then I finally said, no, but that's your responsibility. Mm. Because if I'm not doing well, then why don't you bring up the light? Interesting. That's a different dynamic. Why don't you sure. bring up the light? Yeah. Like if you see that I'm not doing well instead of judging it, like I remember at one point, People didn't understand my fibro attacks. And when I would have a fibro attack, it was like I went from like being a high. It's almost like spiritual bipolar, like being a spiritual bipolar because you're high and then you go really low. And at one point I was on the couch. I wasn't feeling well. I was really feeling like sick and in pain. And someone, and one of my, someone I knew went up to me and said, I think Riri's possessed. And judge and no, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, judge me rather than being like, "Are you okay? Right? This is unlike you. Like, do you need something?" And so, this is a beautiful thing too, because when we say people who have dark energy, I was in dark energy right there, and so I give compassionate empathy to those who are feeling that darkness, because I know that they they just don't have the means to get out of it. Right. They're crashing. They're un- they're not in alignment. They're not in synchronicity. They're they're stagnant. They need love. They need help, support, but they don't know any better. Right. So I can still protect myself by not being around those people, but I can right. still say like, listen, I excuse me, I love you. Right now, your energy is a little low for me. Right. I still love you. But I just can't be around you because unfortunately, I'm very sensitive. God, that, that's so interesting because yeah. like I'm thinking about like numerically, like think about the number of people in certain groups because I'm thinking back to some experiences. Like, um, so like let's use someone in particular. Like, let's call them uh, Allie. We'll just call her Allie. Let's say, you know, Allie walks into a room and she's very like low vibe. Yeah. And you're in an intimate setting. So maybe yep. there's like maybe only three people. And maybe there's one person um, who, her name's Bally. And, she, <laughs> and she's Allie like and really light, right? Yeah. And then the rest are neutral. Okay. Now that's her responsibility. Like you're saying to kind of hold the light. I feel like that's kind of me in some circumstances. Yeah. I bring that, that, that light, but I can't bring the light no. up. It's kind of like you're you're fighting with someone's darkness who's bringing that vibe. And I'm like, I can't lift everyone up no. and, and hold that either. No. I need some help. But now I'm thinking to some, you know, events kind of like my birthday where it's like there's so many people there yeah. that more people are bringing up the light. So even if there's that 
alley walking in yeah. it's like you can still withhold that light so it yeah. just it's going back to like you're saying like those people if they would have just been more light that one person wouldn't have shifted the vibe so much we, we, we could all help one another we can all help it and one another and, and it's our responsibility to not take that energy so mm. you know uh, it's harder though in those more intimate settings it is but the thing is i think because i recognize it so much you know, I don't let it affect me. And I actually give that, like, if it's an intimate setting, I would be like, are you doing okay? Like, is there anything I can do for you? Um, if they really are just like blocking that light, then I leave them alone. Whereas before I'd but feel bad. But what if asking that creates just more baggage? And then now the night becomes a therapy session. I don't know. That's rough. Like, I guess it's... Cause like okay, I I think I it, know what you're saying. I think I know the right. experience that you're talking right. about. I, but. I think I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes back to dis- discernment. Like if I'm walking yeah. into a party, someone's birthday party, or just something that I know is a party, and it's not you know just lunch with the girls, or like you know, or if it's a family gathering, like yeah. I'll, I'll be having discernment on when to ask questions, maybe, and when to bring up certain things. Yeah, it's it's difficult because we are going to be placed in situations where that will happen. I guess the only thing you could do as the powerful that you are is that you can just in your mind say a prayer to that person who's walked in with that low vibe and send light to them and that's all you can do i agree that's you know great. what i mean yeah, that's a great way of looking like at it just we we have we have the right to to teach by example and lead by example and that's what we need to do because right when i'm in my low vibes i'm not pleasant either you know, right. and I'm going through something and I need to learn what it is. And sometimes I'm around my daughter and sometimes I'm around my partner and they can't do anything about it. Like right. they have to deal with my low vibes. And I'm very good at saying today I'm not doing well. Like it's about communication. Like today I'm not doing well. Please understand if you feel a certain way, it's not you've done nothing wrong. It's just I'm trying to get through something. Yeah. It's just about communication, but it's first is identifying it and understanding that, okay, I've been hit with some low energy. Why am I feeling this way? Don't victimize yourself. Feel the feelings, like feel it deeply. And then just know like, what is it here to teach me? Yeah. Like, what am I learning from this? Do I need to be do I need to stop being friends with this person? Right. Do I need to stop drinking white wine? Do I no? But like for real, like right. do I need to um, change my do diet. some more change my diet? Do Drink some more, more healing? Water. Like do some meditation? Like what do I need to do? Because our bodies are telling us something. Yeah. And that's where I'm looking at being an empath as a very powerful gift. And let's try not to victimize it anymore. And it's our responsibility to not allow that energy to come through us anymore. Yeah. So I just wanted to like, there's so many different elements. Like, I mean, empaths, like we all feel it. Everybody goes through it. They to don't, some extent too, yeah. we all have the, the spiritual brain. It's a matter of activating it. So I think to some extent, like a lot of us have the capability to become em- em- empaths. Yeah. I, I, I would argue, like, I'm sure there's some people out there who may have stories of like, hey, I grew up, I was very much asleep to any sort of a higher power or anything other than myself, very selfish. But then when you wake up, now it's like there's, because you've woken up to maybe a higher power, now you're kind of awoke to everyone around you too. So maybe you can kind of, you weren't, oh, like we talk about being empaths since we were, you know, out the womb, but maybe that's not true for everyone else. And then you kind of grow into it as you awaken definitely you when you grow into it you awaken That's you grow into a bit it harder because when, when you come out the wound you have years to kind of understand of course. it but imagine having to understand it at like 30 or 40 and i did at 30 yeah yeah because i i didn't know or having it just kind of happen at that age well i heard this story and it was interesting like when we are in an environment as a child that is very abusive or traumatic 
our sense senses and sensories become very sensitive because as children we're now learning to protect ourselves and if let's say you hear your parents screaming all the time and it's constantly triggering you you then build this like you don't have immunity to that kind of feeling anymore so then when you grow up you hear fighting and it triggers you and it triggers the senses within you and as an empath you feel more because you're sensitive to that trauma from a child that's where triggers come through and we feel it more like i know for me i'm very sensitive to smell like i could get really sick if i smell something bad you and my mom are the same same with um light and sounds like that it's just that's why i think when i went through covid it really affected me because I couldn't smell, I couldn't taste, I couldn't hear. And really those were my gifts, right? Like those were my True. actual gifts that were removed from me. Crazy. And wow. it was, I was so sensitive to sound. It's that, like they, they turned the light switch off of, of Riri. Yeah. But imagine being at a concert and it's so loud that your ears almost feel like they're bleeding. That's how I felt for 28 days. Even like, at Baxter Boys? Girl, even at Baxter Boys, if I went to Baxter Boys when I had like during that time, yeah. I would have been like, I'm done. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm dying right now because the pain is so excruciating. But right. it's just like sensory overload. Right. And, and that's why I want to take away from this. Like we have a gift. Let's use it to the best of our, our ability, our ability instead that. of victimizing it. And let's try to use or just like if someone brings it up to you, don't just surrender like, hey, you got to deal with me. No, like, 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 oh, thanks for bringing it up. Like, how can I maximize this? Girl, I'm 40. OK, I don't have time for that shit. Like, I, I'm telling you right now, I am so good to be like, yo, your vibe is so bad right you now. You are. Yeah, I'm I need like, to work on that. I'm like, I, I see energy through someone's eyes. Right. That's, that's your my gift. A hundred percent. People don't see it. I'm like, you don't see that? Even my partner, he's like, I don't see it. What are you talking about? I'm like, you don't see the eyes? They're like, no. I'm like, I know from afar. I even know by text message if you're not doing well. Like, I know. Like, I just feel it so deeply. Think about it. That's that's like a superpower right there. Bet. Right? But in my mind, I didn't know it was. I was always like, oh, like, you can't. And if I see something, like, in someone's eyes that I shouldn't have seen, it used to make me sick so quick that I would get fibro attacks. Terrifying. So I needed to learn not to, like if I had a feeling already, I was like, okay, I can't look. Like today, I couldn't look at right. that person's eyes because I, I but knew. Like you said, I didn't see it, yeah. but I felt it. Like, you know, I was explaining to you, like when I was younger, um, I, I would have low blood pressure. So you would get like a quick, like, ugh, kind yeah. of feeling that would hit you or a brain fog. Yeah. Um, I got this weird, similar feeling to where my body just kind of like, you had this, how do I explain it? It's kind of like your brain kind of has an earthquake. Yeah. yeah. And so when that's when I got really serious and I was like, oh, I feel something. Yeah. Like we can talk about energy all day long, but those earthquakes, it's like an energy is kind of sourcing through you. And then I immediately goes, I don't claim that. That's not mine. Return yep. to sender, return to sender. Yeah. You're both doing that interestingly enough. Well, because we've, we've, we've learned and we, we've suffered enough. <laughs> You know, like Enough. we've like for me, I just I I don't want to I don't want to suffer anymore. I just want to feel yeah. peace, and I'll do whatever I can to get there. Right. So, what else do you have for us? Um, so the second one says, I mean, ah. I'm sure these ha. will be yeah repetitive. So define. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, ha, I'm, I'm looking at something we just said, which is awesome. Yeah, it's for regurg- It's uh, not regurgitation, but it's um a little bit, but it's also like the universe kind of 
um, what's that word? Syncing with us, I guess. Yeah, confirming. 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 Okay. Confirmation. <laughs> so number two is define and express your relationship needs. So like Ruby was saying. Communication. Boundaries and, boundaries and communication. Huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing your needs and being able to assert them in a strong form of self-protection for empaths, then you can be in your full power in a relationship. Like we were talking about what power is, like being your full power, being your full light. And, you know, that is just kind of, I think what we're striving to be so that we can achieve the best life, like to live every day to its fullest. I think that's what that means to me. Um, and then if something doesn't feel right, raise the issue with your partner rather than suffering silently. Finding your voice is equivalent to finding your power. Otherwise, you may f- become exhausted, anxious, or feel like a doormat in your relationships where your basic needs are unmet. Mm-hmm. Your partner isn't a mind reader. Speak up to safeguard your well-being. Yep. It's true. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Speaking about relationships, have you ever had sex with someone? Yes, I said sex. And you felt so sick after. Okay. Thank you for bringing this up. Because, I mean, I can't really speak on the mom thing. I can't really speak on the partner. But this? Right? Oh, okay. I want to think think, think of what to share here. Um, But just before you do that, just so you guys know, when you are intimate with someone, you take on their energy. And unfortunately, it shapeshifts you into whatever you were feeling from that person. You don't understand it in that moment, but later realizing, like, we have to be very careful who we share our energy with. Thank you. I mean, if that resonates with you, I know it's a a sensitive topic in our culture, people are free, but... No, 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 no. Listen, like, whatever we say, just so you all know, this is from my own personal experience and Chelsea's own experience. You don't have to resonate with it. You don't need to. This is just what we've gone through and this is how we've we've learned through... We're speaking through our lens, right? So, in our opinion, you should be very, like... (laughs) You know, if, if you are an empath anyway, yeah. I don't like if, if you are, please, if you're an empath yeah. and you can just have sex with, with, with anybody, please, God let, bless you. please let me know how. God I bless you. I would love to know because <laughs> intimacy, what does that mean? Into me, I see. Ooh. So if you are intimate with somebody, I that, like that one. listen, I can hold your hand. We feel energy stronger oh, yeah. than if you're just in my, like, cause, org field. All right. Google it. You have a couple layers to it. So there's the physical layer, the emotional layer, the spiritual layer, mm-hmm. and then your chakras. So imagine if I'm looking at someone from six feet away from me. I can probably feel them a little bit. But yep. the closer I walk to them, now their energy becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. Imagine now inserting to some extent that other person. Yeah. You are exchanging energy whether you want to or not. Exactly. You can protect and block as much as you would like, but the reality of the matter is that is a form of energy exchange. And so in my past, you asked, I'm going to answer your question. Yeah. The answer is yes, I would get sick, but it's interesting to know that um, the partner in which I was intimate with was also getting sick. Ah, and when I was younger, I didn't understand what was going on. But And we're talking about energetically right here. Right, yeah. So like <laughs> energetically, and it, it kind of became toxic because yeah. they're not understanding what's happening to them. Yeah. But they, as, as someone who's a very energetic being, I don't think they could avoid um, feeling how they felt with me. Right. And this isn't... Oh, obviously, I'm not trying to be conceited here. Hopefully, you get that. But it's more so just like they would be attached to me. And it becomes toxic because they didn't want to be committal. Yeah. They, they didn't want anything more with me. They but they couldn't understand light. why they wanted to come back to the light every single time. Yeah. But what happens to me is I would get sick because I'm depleted. They would get sick because they're confused. Ah. And that's... 
do you know it takes, and I know this because I talked to a therapist about this, it takes 72 hours for someone's energy to be released from you. That's like coffee. It takes 24 for it to leave your body. Yeah. That's a great way of thinking and of so it. And so prostitutes, for example, who oh, sleep with many gosh. people and they go to therapy, they, it takes them sometimes it takes them a while to let go of energy because you're intimate with someone. Never thought of that. Yeah, like we we don't think about these things. Like that's why it's we have to choose who we share our energy with because it will then, you know, affect us in a certain way. And we right. never and we never realize. And that's a beautiful thing because when you are on yes. a date with someone and you feel energetically sick, you are being told right there. Now it's up to you if you want to betray your own intuition that this person is not for you. Yeah, your body's speaking a language, like we said. So we got to learn to speak our body's language as well. And, yeah. and if we're, it's kind of like if someone's speaking to you in Spanish, you don't get it. Right. But you want to try to learn Spanish. Like my body's speaking to me. I'm going to try and learn what it's trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. And I think like it's crazy. I went to a um, psychic not too long ago. I talk about it actually quite a few few yeah. times she gave me that so one. much it's just yeah it's just so good when like you said yeah when you have a good reading yes so so many things in that reading were, were great one of them being she said you know it's been a while since you've dated mm. and i was like yeah <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna ask her how she knew because uh, duh um i was like god you know everything she was like yeah girl like you sat down here you, you accepted it i was like yeah. yeah facts and so she was like um any anger that you were holding on to not anger but i guess any like negative anything from that past person like you need to thank them girl and i said thank them for what (laughs) like respectfully and she said you know that person taught you um the threshold at which you can hold intimacy Mm. because what i just spoke about that sickness i felt over and over again even through every spiritual awakening yet i still did it yeah um you betrayed your own intuition right until it got too high of a vibe which was that the you know relationship she's speaking of she she was like that vibe was so high that you couldn't ignore it and it stopped you from dating because you're just like oh i can't ignore that i can't we're we're verbal we're verbally speaking on this right now but i couldn't have told you that verbally in any past relationship no matter how woken i was or whatever until now now that vibe was so high that i could not ignore the frequency in which was exchanging and then as you awaken past that i did not date i did not sleep with anybody i was you know keeping my body very sacred to which I can't go back from that now. No. It's just literally You're at a different level now. You yeah. know, you and know. every even when I went to Hawaii, yeah. you know, friends were like, "Are you gonna dabble?" Yeah. I was like, "What do you mean?" I you're just, like, "No, I'm high priestess. I am sacred." I can't. Yeah. No. It's it's kind of like yeah. you know when I went vegan, I'm like, I just can't go back. I know too no. much. And that and you know what? Every relationship, there's always a lesson, and I think it'll come in different forms until you learn the lesson. And I'm really grateful because the hardest relationships were the ones that taught me so much. And the one before I met my divine counterpart, he was the one that taught me something really big. And I think because I'm an empath and because we hold this light, a lot of people gravitate towards us and what they're doing is they're actually mirroring the light so we think that they are an amazing person because they're mirroring the light that we're giving and we're in love from the feeling that we're attracting and then 
what happens is they fall back to their old ways and they can't hold the light anymore. And we think they've changed. So we hold on to the memory of the beginning of the relationship, hoping they're going to change. But what's happened is, is that they cannot hold on the light. And so I had been in a catalyst soulmate relationship where this person told me this. And I'm so grateful for that because I would have continued making the same mistake he told me, he's like, Riri, I am gravitated towards your light. The reason why I've changed is because I can't hold that light. Wow. I am still in my darkness. And what you're feeling is not who I really am right now. And the thing is, I was feeling the truth, which was his beautiful soul, because everybody has that feeling. But he wasn't healed. So he, good for him for admitting He was that. so sweet because he said, I don't want to hurt you. I want you to know that. I can't give you what you're deserving of, so I'm not going to come to continue. Oh Whereas other people would never, they would just That's continue. That's my experience. They because would just continue hurting. But this man, I, I think, was at least woke to some self-awareness of what was happening. Whereas the men I was with, or I don't know if they're men, um, <laughs> <laughs> no offense, I just think because they were so confused, yeah. they couldn't verbalize that to me. They, didn't, they know. didn't know. They didn't know. So it just creates, like you said, they're leading you on. He was the catalyst that, I needed to understand, like, I mean, it's not a conceited thing. Like you, you can hold power in your light and know that you are a good, loving person. And when he said that, I really, and of course the $2 stone and all that worth work that I had to do, I realized that I should not be giving my light to other people because what it is, it's a, it's a mirror. You have to wait until someone shows you their light. And then your light will shine with them. And then you go through the roller coaster together. But how do you give your light if you're not giving it and they're not giving it? Because you can't just wait for someone to give it if you're both thinking that way. Well, let's say they don't give it, they shine it. Like you see okay. someone's light. I see what you're saying. You you hold on to your light. You're not giving it to them. Because we, we do. Like me as a woman, like I gave light because I wanted to so badly show them that I'm such a loving, wonderful person that they would want to have me in their life because that was a self-loathing, like disrespectful, no worth type of feeling I had in myself because I was a people pleaser. And I thought that if I gave them everything that they would think I can't let this person go. But no, no, honey, just know you can't, you can't change anybody. They have to change themselves. Mm-hmm. So when you meet someone that is at the same level as you, it's a very different vibe. It's not toxic and it feels weird because when you're in that relationship, it doesn't feel toxic. You're like, this, this is not love. Yeah, so what I hear you saying is you you kind of um, stopped just giving it so freely to everyone yes. you meet and you waited until you could see that there was going to be reciprocity. I waited till there was action because I think that we all, if you're in a room with a person who's so uplifting you feel good. You're yeah. like, I want to see that person again. Like Gabe, I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> Gabe, if you're listening, I miss you. I like I'm obsessed you. with your energy because like his energy was so delicious. Yeah, that I was like, yeah. ooh, like I need to be around that so much. Yes. But imagine I was using him. I was addicted to that light. So every time I saw him, I was just using right, that light, okay. using that light. Yeah. But then my true self came through. You know, the unhealed self. And then I change. And the next time he sees me, he's like, 
Riri's really different. Like she's not herself. And it's because I couldn't hold on to his light anymore because my darkness took over. That's huge. So that, that's what I'm trying to say. I, I think that yeah, us I as relationships, we, you don't need to people please or, or you know, convince someone you're good enough. The person who loves you for you will never even ask that of you. They will actually give to you as much as you give to them. And it's a balance. It's a give and take. It's, you know when you're in a room, you know if someone's pulling your energy or not because it's not a give yeah. or take relationship. And when we say energy vampire, that's what that is. When yeah. someone is giving with ill intent to not... Um, boomerang that back to you just taking like you're yeah. literally sitting there and giving them I'll so take, much advice no like it's not a beautiful back and forth conversation like we have right like it's yeah. it's and then you start feeling drained you're like oh yeah. this is not like good. you give i receive yes and then i give to you you receive always and we bounce back it's i like never a leave feeling drained i'm always like we both gave and we both took and it was a beautiful exchange i have left situations where i'm like that was so draining that I've actually ended relationships where Me I've too. said, you know, listen, this is how I feel in this relationship. When and you said that, my ring fell. Well, there you go. <laughs> but it's just, it's just, there's so much to learn and unpack. And Crazy. I want to bring these topics up. So yeah. we are going to have to, when we'll, we have. We'll, we'll, we'll skim by yeah, these. And yeah. I mean, if you want us to speak on it more, feel free to just uh, go in the Facebook group, which do you want to explain kind of what's going on with the Facebook yes, group? Yes, my loves. Anybody that's listening, I love, we love your support. And we're so happy to have so many people liking us on Facebook. But unfortunately, it is a profile and we can only take 5,000 people. So I'm trying to be very careful with who I accept. But if you are listening called to, we would love for you to join our Facebook podcast group it's called star seed sisters podcast group and that way we can engage more you can share more we can have people comment on our stuff because the whole point of this is for us to share our perspective but also for you to share your perspective yeah. for you to talk to us about your takeaways so um coming soon i mean like i think i have 50 left and then uh, that's it we cannot accept any more so friends. please and if you are already our friend just go ahead and migrate over like at yeah, some point we'll exactly. need to also just collapse that account and yeah. keep it all on just the business account so we'd appreciate that mm -hmm. okay so i feel like it's a perfect time now to bring up the book that i was speaking on earlier uh, Divine Masters Ancient Wisdom by Kyle Gray. So he has a really great angelic protection process that if you ever want to reference back to this, I'll leave a timestamp down below. Feel free to come back to it at any point in time. Um, maybe this resonates in the future. If you are feeling like you're in a situation where you need to ground or come back to your power, feel free to keep this on hand. Um, you can follow us as well on whatever listening platform. You can just hit the follow button and it'll always update you when we have episodes, but it also allows you to access the page um, a little faster. So you can always just keep us on hand so you can come back to this. So this is on page 72 if you do have the book and you want to follow along. he's He kind of breaks this down really cool. He breaks it down kind of like daily skincare. Oh, I love this. I'm so excited for this. I'm right? totally participating in Yay. this. And then at the end, I'll also just cap it off with a um, like sacred kind of container too, which is in the book as well. So he says, here's the most up-to-date four-step angelic protection process that actually works. It will create an armor of light around you. I base this process on a daily skincare routine. You know the one, the cleanser, gets rid of all the muck and grime, mm -hmm. exfoliating helps remove anything no longer needed in the surrounding area, and then the toner firms up the skin and the moisturizer locks in all the goodness. You can do exactly the same with your energy. Mm. So step one, cleanse. 
First, you need to cleanse your energy of any vibes that aren't serving you. Anything, anything that's hooked on or attached to you from a challenging conversation, place, or person. There are a couple ways to do it. You can imagine sacred fire energy coming from Mother Earth and burning away any unwanted energy that is attached to you. As it touches fear-based energy, it transforms it from fear to love. You can then ask Archangel Michael and his angels to cut the cords of energy that are holding you back or are attached to your energy field with the following prayer. Thank you, Archangel Michael and angels of protection for cutting the cords that bind me to people, places, energy, situations, and any other stuff I no longer need. It feels so good to know you are here. I am safe and I am free. Step two, exfoliate. Exfoliating is all about clearing away any dirt or debris surrounding the area you are working on. In this case, once you've removed any lower vibrations or negative cords that are binding you, it's important to invite angels to clear the space around you. Archangel Metatron is dedicated to helping remove lower vibes. He works with sacred geometry to, ha- uh, to shift harsh, stagnant energies. You can call upon him to use his magnetic light to clear your space with the following prayer. Thank you, Archangel Metatron and angels of sacred geometry for clearing the energetic space that surrounds me. Thank you for removing any lower vibes, blockages, stagnancies, or anything else that could be standing in the way of love. I welcome your support as you transmute and transform the energy around me. And so it is. Step three is tone. Toning is all about firming up the goodness that is already there. When it comes to toning your energy, it's about focusing on a positive aspect of your present situation or harnessing a blessing or choosing to remember your own worth. Claim your wholeness by declaring that you are completely in control of your body because it's the vehicle of your soul. You can say this in your own words, but make sure that you are speaking in the present tense and really putting your foot down. Let the universe and your guides bear witness to the incredible inner strength that you were born with. My favorite declaration is powerful, simple, and effective. I am the keeper of my mind and body. Wherever love is present, fear is a stranger. Love is here. When I say love is here, I tap my heart three times so I can feel a physical response to when I really know deep within me. Last step is to moisturize. When you are moisturizing your energy, you are essentially putting on a coating that you know is going to lock in that goodness. This is the step that everyone knows from books and healing, modality trainings, but it won't be truly effective unless the previous steps have been taken. There are a few ways to do it. The first way that you can do this is declare that there is a armor of holiest light surrounding your whole body and being, extending 10 to 20 feet, 3 to 6 meters in each direction. Imagine a cloak of light in the color of your choice, swirling all over your body. Or imagine yourself in a suit of shining armor from head to toe. Again, make sure that the protective light you create radiates out about 10 to 20 feet beyond your body in every direction. Really bring that into your vision. Now, call on your guides and thank them for protecting you and the energy that surrounds you. So you are the keeper of your mind and body. And basically what Kyle Bray is breaking down here is that 
you know, you can do this anywhere. Like he speaks um, in this chapter also about similar situations as being an empath where he's had to leave a room and just like you know nicely mentioning hey i just i'm gonna head to the bathroom and he's done this step-by-step process in the bathroom of a stall for like three minutes it just it Mm. it takes no time at all he'll just call back his angels and really what i think you're doing is just again like we mentioned earlier being present and bring your power back Mm -hmm. right so we're gonna cap this off um i won't even pull a card today i just feel like this is the best way to cap this off just doing um, on page 116 the inner teacher activation so you're going to follow along placing your hands on your heart space palms facing down and breathe breathe toward them set the intention to arrive at the inner cave of your heart become aware that in the center of that cave is master buddha who is a personification of the great teacher you have within Repeat after me. Master Buddha, great exalted teacher, one with all, thank you for blessing me with your golden light. I am willing to face every aspect of myself, including my fears and doubts. I recognize that sometimes I am frightened more by possibility than truth. I smile at my fear. I smile at my doubts. I become one with them all. In my heart space, Master Buddha, I welcome your guiding light. Thank you for helping me become one with the teacher I have within. Waiting to be called up and out, the part of me that has never left the infinity that is whole. I call the great teacher I have within. Inner Buddha, ancient teacher, keeper of wisdom, stand at the forefront of my being today. Be guided by Master Buddha. I surrender to your infinite intelligence and I give you permission to lead the way. And so it is. So it is. So it is. That's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. And so these are some tools that if, you know, they resonate, keep keep in your back pocket and let us know if it helps. Yes. And of course, shout out to, you know, all the um, people that I was mentioning today that a lot of this info came from. So Kyle Gray um, and then Dr. Judith. Dr. Judith, yeah. Perfect. So with that. With that being said. Should we say ta-ta for ta-ta now? Ta-ta for now. Stay tuned for our next episode. We have some interviews coming right to yes. you. Yes. We love you so much. We love you so much. Love and light. Bye. Bye. Bye.